The date is March 29, 1919. Location, Seattle, Washington. Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals pits the hometown Seattle Metropolitans against the Montreal Canadiens. Seattle has a 3-0 lead as the third period gets underway. Then, Montreal's toughest player, 37-year-old defenseman Joe Hall, skates off the ice. Hall is an enforcer, known for his lethal wooden stick that terrorizes opponents. But now Hall goes meekly to the bench and sits down. His exit is an ominous sign for the Canadians. The Seattle crowd roars for their Metropolitans. Yet somehow, without Hall, the Canadiens mount a comeback and win 4-3 in overtime. Now the series is knotted at two games apiece with one game having ended in a tie. Nobody yet realizes that Hall's exit and the sickly look of players on both teams is the mark of the deadly Spanish flu which had swept across the world the year before. In the days after Montreal's comeback, players on both sides grow sick. More than half of the Canadiens and the owner of the team are stricken by the flu. Joe Hall suffers worst of all. He lays in a hospital and gasps for breath. His temperature spikes. He fights for his life. Hours before a winner-take-all game six, hockey officials do something they have never done before and haven't since. They cancel the Stanley Cup Finals. Welcome to Championship Stories, a podcast about champions triumphant. I'm your host, Steve Morantz. Our story today is about the 1919 Stanley Cup, and it's about two teams who both got their names on the cup. Depending on how you look at it, both were the champion, or neither. Depending on how you look at it, the real champion was the Spanish flu. In 2020, as COVID-19 disrupts the sports calendar, the events of spring 1919 are eerily relevant. The tale of the 1919 Stanley Cup Finals has its origin in the spring of 1918. In the United States, the first deadly outbreak of the Spanish flu comes early in 1918 in rural western Kansas. It spreads to an army base in Kansas and from there to the trenches in Europe where American soldiers fight the last battles of World War I. As American troops help win the war, they also helped spread a worldwide pandemic. Over two years, the Spanish flu kills at least 17 million people, including 55,000 in Canada and 675,000 in the United States. More than half of its victims die during the second wave, which lasts three months late in 1918. A Jack Dempsey fight is postponed. Many high schools and colleges shorten or shutter their sports seasons. Michigan and Pittsburgh are named the college football national champions 
even though both play only five games. The Boston Red Sox win the 1918 World Series in a shortened season, but only after their star pitcher, Babe Ruth, survives a bout of the flu. And then the Spanish flu finds hockey. Then it finds Joe Hall. Hall was born in Britain and raised in rural Canada. He was one of professional hockey's early stars and among its most notorious. Hall played for nine teams and two Stanley Cup winners before landing with the Canadiens in 1917 for one last stop. He isn't big, only about 165 pounds and 5 feet 9 inches. Off the ice, he is well-liked and known for his quiet dignity. On the ice, he carries himself like a warrior. On one occasion, he was said to have attacked two Toronto players and caused a riot. Another time, he was said to have inflicted such bloody mayhem on the ice that he was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct. He is known as Bad Joe. Hockey was different then. Players were not as big and strong, but they were tough and durable. Teams dressed only 10 players, and nobody wore masks or helmets or even much padding. Their pay was modest. Joe Hall earned $600 for the 1919 season with a potential $100 bonus. Accounts of the 1919 Stanley Cup come from archived newspapers and a few history books. There is no known audio or film record. The series pits the best team from the NHL against the best team from the Pacific Coast Hockey Association, a league with clubs in Washington, Oregon, and Western Canada. Its champion is the Seattle Metropolitans. Seattle had beaten Montreal in 1917 to become the first American franchise to win the cup. The Metropolitans have a passionate fan base in Seattle. They sell out their games in a newly built arena. Kids climb to the roof to watch from skylights. Players are celebrities as they move about the city. World War I ends in November 1918 a month before the NHL regular season begins. The new season is dubbed the peace season. But the Spanish flu is still at war. In Seattle, the death toll mounts that October and the city clamps down. Face masks are mandatory and spitting can result in arrest. Businesses, schools and churches are closed and large gatherings are banned. The precautions are effective and the virus recedes early in 1919. But then precautions are relaxed and the virus spikes again. Its return in March coincides with the Canadiens' arrival by train for the championship series to be played entirely in Seattle. The series is intensely competitive. After three games, Seattle holds a 2-1 series lead and needs one more victory to take the cup. Game four goes down as one of the greatest in hockey history. After two overtime periods, 80 minutes of play, and not a single goal from either side, the contest is called a tie. 
Exhausted players collapse to the ice. Some need to be carried to the locker rooms. A reporter writes, quote, They may be playing for hockey championships for the next thousand years, but they'll never stage a greater struggle, end quote. Then comes Game 5 and Joe Hall's odd departure. His illness is barely mentioned in initial press reports. One newspaper says Hall simply has a high fever caused by, quote, overexertion, unquote. In the following days, news stories chart Hall's struggle as it becomes clear he is struck hard by the virus. His fever rises to alarming levels, 102 degrees, 103 104. Because of the double overtime tie and Montreal's Game 5 win, the teams are slated to play once more to decide the championship. But the Spanish flu spreads like fire through both teams and the Canadians are without 10 of their 13 players on the day of Game 6. The Canadians then offer to forfeit Game 6. But the Metropolitans don't want to claim the title by forfeit and propose that Montreal borrow players from another Pacific Coast team, the Victoria Aristocrats. Pacific Coast President Frank Patrick nixes the idea and cancels the game just five and a half hours before the puck is set to drop. Game six is declared a draw. And Joe Hall? He remains hospitalized even as his teammates recover. Fluid fills his lungs and his fever stays stubbornly high. His wife races by train from Canada to be at his side, but she arrives too late. A week after his last game, the great enforcer is dead. The 1919 Stanley Cup lives on in history as a symbol of triumph and tragedy. It will be remembered by a simple phrase engraved on the cup itself. 1919 Montreal Canadiens, Seattle Metropolitans, series not completed. Thanks for listening to Championship Stories. You can find us on all major podcast platforms wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Steve Morantz, and I'll be back soon with another episode of Championship Stories. <music>